0: Bez Hashem, we're learning Deir Shumishman Simen Lamid Vov Sif Alif This is Shinam 108 and we begin a big topic not a difficult topic, but a very important topic and that is how to write the letters the letters of the Tefillin the letters of the Mezuzah, the letters of the sefer Torah. and Sif Alif will give us some general rules and then later on we will get into the Halachas of actually how to form these letters, that's what we're going to be, be focusing on. And if you take a quick look, you'll notice that although we have the whole Aleph base here, a lot of the same letters exist. In other words, this, as we've discussed, this is a Yud. The top of the Aleph and the bottom of the Aleph, this is a Yud. And here's your Yud for the top and the bottom. And this is um, over here, you go to a Dalet, hey, Vav. The vav is really an extended yud. See, here's your yud. You go a little further down, right? It's A lot of the letters are very similar. Here's your resh. Well, guess what? You take the resh, and then you put um, a little longer line to it, and that's your chafsophis. You see that? All of the letters, a lot of the letters, are very, very similar. And that's why we have to make sure you write the letter correctly. Because if you write the wrong letter, I mean, possible. says the Mechaber on the top of the page. You have to be medactic, you have to make sure you write the letters correctly. No letter should look like a different letter, it has to look like the correct letter. And ideally, we're in the top on the Deir Shu Edition page 120 you have to write a complete letter as it discussed in the Tor and the Shar Paiskin on the top of the page of 120. and it's known by the Seifrim. What does it mean, a complete letter? And we'll discuss this shortly. Miu, second line now. Im shina apostle. If one deviated from a little, we'll see a little, from the way the letter is supposed to look, it's not necessarily going to be possible. And we'll explain what that means. We turn now back, and when I say turning back, in some editions, most of the svarim here are with the regular standard. There are a couple Manukad um, svarim, so it doesn't have like the same yours and Re- Reblazes over there. Okay, the bottom of the page, last line. The Mechavah told us you have to make sure you write with the correct letters. So too, if... After you wrote it, if something happened and the letter got ruined, it's going to be possible. That we don't say, well, you originally wrote it correctly. If, it's, if it doesn't look like the correct letter, let's say there was a little rip, there was a tear, something happened to it, or I'll discuss for a second the mezuzah. If anybody has a mezuzah in a clear case on their front or back door, I want to suggest you get it checked. Because you're going to have the sun, you've experienced this. You have the sun beating on it. If you don't have an overhang over your or front door or the back door, and and it can affect the cautious of your mezuzah, it's a clear case. You want to get a waterproof cover, a case that is not see-through. So you want to protect the mezuzah, and and uh, that's just a good idea. We're turning the page now in some editions. suras Ha'ois, you have to make sure you have the right, right letter. He says, Afilu even if the <coughs> letter changes just a little, for example, you're missing the roish of the aleph. For example, look, take a look over here. Let me show you once again. How what does an aleph look like? This is the aleph. You see the aleph. You see the thin line that's connecting it, the top part. You see that? Okay. Now, if you notice over here. If I have to ask you, what is this letter, the dark bold? What is this letter? What are you gonna tell me? Aleph. That's an aleph. It's not. There's no question. It's an aleph. This aleph is possible. This aleph is possible. And if you have a child read it, and the child says yes, what is that letter? This one right here, the dark bold one. You see that? Yes. All right. And and the child will say it's an aleph. Does it help to have the child read that letter? The answer is absolutely not. It does not help. Why? Because in the formation of this letter, it's missing. The top section. It's missing the top section. Yud. The Yud. It's missing the half the, half the Yud, right over there. Mm-hmm. That's what it's missing. So that's why this is going to be a puzzle. I thought we learned that if a child can read it, then it's. Uh, okay, very good okay. question. Very good question. We're going to discuss those details now, and let me address that right now. So, Rabbi Nachum is asking, didn't we learn that if a child reads it correctly, it can be kosher? And the answer is yes, but it depends when. In this case, this letter is is 100% looks like an Aleph. The problem is, it's missing the proper formation of the Yud. When we said that you can have a child read it, that's a case where sometimes you'll have a letter that you're not sure, is it going to be a Yud? Or is it a Vav? That's when, if the child says that letter is a Vav, and it's supposed to be a Vav, then it's kosher. You know what the is going to do? He's going to extend this Yud over here, a drop and come down and make it look 100% great. That's when we ask a child, what does the letter look like? When we're not sure, what is the letter? Mm-hmm. But if there's intrinsically something invalidating, like this Aleph over here, that's going to make, okay. it, that's going to make it possible. Yes? We're talking about Tefillin here. We are talking about Tefillin here. The, the child reading, we were talking about the Torah. No, it could be also Tefillin also. How many children read Tefillin? No, it's the same, same question. In other words, my... My exact case was a mezuzah. No, no children's right. read mezuzah. Well, more, more than read tefillin. Well, <laughs> it, it's it's more the letter that <laughs> we're we're going to ask the child like, what is this letter? That that's that's what we're going to know by tefillin, but by, by, by Sefer Torah, by the way, it's not really even a big issue. That's why I thought
1: because, because
0: talking about Sefer Torah for that issue. I mean, that, no, because by Sefer Torah, if you're not sure what letter it is, you just erase it and rewrite it. Right. right. But but so that whole child you know, Shiloh, will be when it comes to um, when it comes to the mezuzah, when, when you're checking the mezuzah or checking the Sefer Torah oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Tfilin, Tfilin, Tfilin or mezuzah. I that I've seen people call a child up to the Torah that, a that, a, That's you could do that also, that's let's say Bishas Misa, yeah. Bishas maisa. you know, let's say the middle of laning right. and um, and they'll ask a child what letter that is that's only because they can't fix it necessarily on the spot, yeah. you know. And the question is, do you take out a new sevatora. Right. But um, I'm, I was referring to like when the soifer is checking them. So uh, if, if the soifer is checking something and and you know Moshe Goodman, he hit. I mean, maybe he me thinks so, of a child. I don't know. But he had asked me too many times, you know, right over here, what what letter do you think that is? You know, what, what do you you know? And would, we would find problems. Right. And, when, and then he would fix it up. But the sevatora is much easier to deal with because right. you could just erase it. Because by Sevei Torah, let me just repeat a rule that when the want should make sure it's clear. When it comes to writing tefillin you cannot go out of order. Once you wrote the next letter, and you realize there's a mistake in the previous letter, it's over. It's done. You made a mistake, you have to put in in Shemus. If it can't be fixed, right? In that case. By Sevei Torah, there's no rule that it can't go out of order. You could go out of order when it comes to Sevei Torah. So, like, like we discussed the case, my son's bar mitzvah. He was laning. They missed the bay's. Remember that? They missed the letter bay's. And after Shabbos, they fixed it. They took out the Savior Torah, put it away, took it on to it. And there's a whole letter base that's missing. Well, what's the reason for that? The, the halach of, of uh, writing an order only applies to Tefillin Logically speaking, Logically speaking, it's a tremendous leniency that, that could you imagine if you're writing the last parashah of a whole Savior Torah, could you imagine that and the whole thing, I mean, that's probably the reason for why Baruch it's a doraisa. Why Hakadosh did not implement that for us, hmm. you know that's that's the verity. That's Allah Sinai, it's halacha doraisa. I don't know if it's malach meshusinah, but it's doraisa that it has to be. No, I don't think it's Allah halacha meshusinah. It's v'hav hiyu, advarim, v'hav yoson. The pasuk says v'hav hiyu. It has to be in the order, but that's the order where you write it. That's only by tefillin and mezuzah. So that's further in the in the mishnah is addressing now Reb Nochem's point, so even if the child will read that Aleph in our example as an Aleph, it doesn't make a difference. It's still possible. Doesn't help. Because we know that the letter is not the correct letter. It's missing the proper thickness of the Yud. The mechaber told us that it cannot look like a different letter even if only part of the letter looks like a different letter it's going to be possible. and he gives an example in a shoe note he says I'm reading just the shoe for a second let's say he made a tag a tag is the crown that you put on top of the letters right let me just turn to this page over here. These are called tagim. These are tagim. By the right. So let's say you put a tag on top of the lam and mem. Where's here? Okay, here's your here's your kuf. Let's say you made a long tag on top of the kuf. You see this? Here's the kuf, a long tag. And then it comes up. It comes up and it looks a little like our lamid. It's causing lamid. You know what's going to happen now? It's going to be possible even if part of the letter looks a little different than another letter. My harusa, I, just, I sent it on the WhatsApp group. Did everybody see that? My charusa showed me that his filling, we, we learned that when you write a letter, you can't have, this This is the airspace of one letter, it can't go into the airspace of the next letter. My charusa showed me in his mezuzah, a little of the tag, the crown, is entering into the, that airspace. So, but but it doesn't change doesn't change what the letter looks like, right? If it changes what the letter looks like, then it's gonna be apostle. Doesn't change what the letter looks like, it could spos- possibly still be kosher. So the tagim are not critical. Tagim should be written on the letters Shatne's right. gates, right? But when you write the tag, and even if you put it on other letters, some other letters, don't write it incorrectly. That you know. It will now create a problem, right. and that's, that's what we're discussing here. That if you put a tag on the kuf, like we saw, right. and you make it too big, now it looks like a lamud. But if you put two tags on the kuf, is that possible or not? I don't think it's going to be possible. I don't think it's going to be possible. I, I, I'm not going to say for sure, but I don't think it's going to be possible. Um, umidivriagraw. In early and we learned from the grah. He he. Um, <laughs> is more lenient and so too is the Pichadosh in the case that if the letter changes a little the Gra is lenient. However the Mishnah brings down later on that we don't pass on like that Gra. Okay. Sivkot in Dalit. The Ramah told us Tama. What does a Ksivat Tama mean? A complete writing. What does that mean? Vetzalaymar Ksivat Tama Ushleima a a complete writing means do write the letter the way the Gemara says to write the letter the way the Rishonim say to write the letter and those are the secrets of the Torah mm-hmm. Ah Reb is telling us he knows the secrets of the Torah no, I know, I have a Oh okay fine I thought <laughs> I, saw you, I said <laughs> secrets you are raising your <laughs> hand I thought <laughs> I'm sorry you what David, David you know, yes, in Yerushalayim. They show that the ancient uh, uh, script that the Torah used to be written in, and it looks very different than what our Shurik uh, script is now. And the question becomes... I want to repeat, for those who didn't hear on the recording, the question that Reh asked was that when he was in Ir David, they showed a Sefer Torah from, uh, was it, maybe... Uh, Davidic, David, David, Davidic times. times, right? Uh, and it, the ksav looked totally different than our ksav. No, totally. Yeah, you time. can see some yeah. letters. You can, yeah, but it looked it looked very, very different, different, very different. And so, how does that fit in what we have over here? That is a whole sugya, I believe, based in Gemara Megillah. Yeah. And we'll yeah. yeah. one day Mr. Mitzvah. We can have a share on that, okay? But we're gonna go further for now. But it's a whole big discussion, whole big discussion. Yeah, yeah. Go, okay. Like, so uh, it's so fully uh, no, it, it's based on that, based on that sugya over there let's let's see further now over here in sif cotton hay. so the are told us if you change now he says on the sewer the way it looks it's not possible what does this mean you don't write the letters that are written in the foreign <coughs> It has to be, the mesoira has to be intact. The letter has to look according to the mesoira. And you have to make sure not to write it to look like a different letter. For example, a Dalit cannot look like a resh. These are letters that are very similar. And Dalit and resh are very similar. I want to show you what that means. Here is your Dalit. And here is your resh. You see the difference? Very, very slight. Okay? The resh is rounded. The resh is more round. The Dalit has this square back, and the line of the Dalit is actually coming in a drop. You see that? As opposed to the Reish, it's flush to the edge. So, I mean, we all know. I was just talking to somebody recently and <coughs> on Shabbos, and he says to me, it's a ches. I said, what ches? You mean hey So ches and hey, We always make mistakes between ches and hey. You know, you look at it differently. You look at it quickly, right? These are certain letters that you're saying you have to make sure... That it has to be written correctly. Like we just explained, that shouldn't look a base in a chaf, sometimes get changed around. Now, once again, a halacha base gemara, that is a higher madrega. So if the psul, invalidating factor, is not based on the Gemara. What makes it not kosher is not from the Gemara. He says, don't make it possible because of that. You can still fix it if you possibly can, but don't invalidate it because of that. Now, the Mishra says at the end over here, I'm just going to say it outside for the end uh, uh, of Sif Katun Hay. He says, in order to understand these halachas properly and clearly, I have written this work called Mishnas Soifer. Mishnas Soifer is what we're going to get to over here. This is, if you turn the page, you'll find Mishnah Seifrim. Okay, this is the beginning of the letters of the Aleph to the Toph, through the Toph. And he says, I want to make sure you know how to write the letters correctly. I want to make sure you know how the letters have to be surrounded by cloth and you cannot go uh, backwards and forwards. Everything is clearly listed over here in this work called Mishnah Seifrim. We now continue on top of the page with Sif Base. Kol Ois... Every letter. Every letter needs to be goylem echad. What does a goylem echad mean? Goylem echad means one piece. The aleph has to be connected from top to bottom. You cannot have any separation. Every letter besides two letters. What are the two letters that are separated and have to be separated? The he and the kuf. That's right. The hay and the kuf. Those are the two letters that have to be separated. And if they're not separated and if they're touching, it makes that possible. So the Mechabit says, That the letters have to be touching. Every part of the Yud has to be touching. And that's what he's showing over here. This is called the Nakuda. The Nakuda, it has to be touching. These are all called Yuds. Yud, Yud. And then he calls these, I don't know why Tzamech is asking a good question, why not call the Vavs, maybe just to keep it, you know, all the same. All these yod's have to be touching. And sometimes, you'll notice, if you look at, the. sometimes an old Sefer Torah, it, sometimes it's cracking a little. And that's what Moshe, Moshe, Goodman, was fixing. When when the letters, right over here on the Bima, when the letters were were a little, not connected, 100%. Okay. <coughs> the Mechav continues <coughs> And he says that when it comes to the rest of the letters of the hay and the kuf, legal haregel begag binogel It should not be touching the top. And if it does touch, it is puzzle. And that's the picture he's showing over here. It's a little hard to see, if perhaps, where you're sitting. But you notice over here, and see how this is slightly touching? That's what he's saying over here. Nothing should be touching. Even the slightest, slightest, smallest amount should not be touching. Mm-hmm. By the hay or the kuf, correct. <clears throat> now, the thank you. Thank you. Let's take a look now inside in the mishtru and vav. So it says a shin ayin, the chol roshim, the shin and the ayin. The achas, in other words, nothing. Everything has to be connected. Of filu bi echod min shin. Even if one yud of the shin, the shin has three yuds. Even if one of them is not connected. It's going to be a problem. So too, if there's a separation in the middle of the letter, it's also a problem. Even if you don't see the separation right away, it's still going to be possible. Why? Because it's really separated. You just didn't notice it. You look better and you'll see it's separated. As opposed to a uh, separation you see it's clearly separated that of course you think it's possible but maybe you don't see it so really so separated no that's that's incorrect <clears throat> doesn't help to ask a child what the letter is doesn't help <clears throat> because you know the child knows what the letter is but there's something wrong with it because it's just not connected <clears> the <throat> So the Mishnah is clarifying when does it help to ask a child what the letter is? When does it help? Only if there's a question, is this letter a Yud or is it a Vav? Is this letter a Resh or is it a dalid? When he thinks it might be a different letter and he clearly corrects, correctly says what the correct letter is, then you can fix it. But if he says it's the wrong letter, when it comes to a mezuzah, when it comes to filling, mm-hmm. it's possible. Why would you ask a the child then? the, the sofa should be writing and could realize that? Oh, so we're talking here when the is checking. Let's say not when he's writing, but when he's checking. Let's say the is checking your mezuzahs, right? Rabbi Bodenheim's going to come in Elul, Rabbi Kokoschik's going to come in Elul, and everybody comes to check their mezuzahs. Elul's the time to minig Yisrael to check. So so they, they go ask a child, because... Oh, well. I'm sorry. Oh, five, then, the cotton, what, kind of what do you mean? What do you mean? No, 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 no. The reason why <laughs> the reason why you take the child, not the cipher, yeah. is because you want. It's I'm sorry. Sulfur, well, it's also a sharp eyes, but you want the child as the the unadulterated. You know, he's not going to put the whole word together. The adult looks at the word and he sees the whole word right good, good, away. Good. And those question should he cover the letters of four. Cover, the child will tell you right away that that is a vav. Or that is a. I had, in the question we discussed, I mentioned last night as well, there was, someone put out um, a, a picture, Aleph, Fay, the next letter is supposed to be a chaf, and a chaf. is right? Two of my children, I said last night, read it as a resh. They said, where's the chaf? What? It's a resh. Abba, look, it's a resh. If they read that as a resh, it's possible. It's supposed it's supposed to be apecha, not afer. You hear the difference? This is right. Okay, so let's just finish over here. Where did we get up to just now? We are. At-T-N-O-K. Yeah, tino, right? It doesn't help. <speaking in Spanish> Well Yud all these scenarios it doesn't make a difference if this happened when you wrote it. Like we said earlier, or it happened later on. And this is why you have to have the safe and check your does the sofer when he is writing magnifying glass or does he do it with his plain eye? I think Swayfer so are writing with their plain eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. your plain eye, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's only when you write a very small salve that is a difficult, you know, but generally speaking, we're, we're going to have, with Mr. Cham, we're going to have uh, Swayfer so come down and give a whole presentation. I, I spoke to him last week about it. So, uh, yes, yeah, Rick Kukowski, Mr. Mr. Um So, fine, we're going to stop here by Sifkot and Tess, and there's a lot on of material on this page, and pick up um, from here, Mr. Cham, tomorrow. Okay.